Uh, good evening, folks. This is Peter Hutchins of the US, UFK, um, and this is topic number 23, and Joan Greer is going to be presenting this evening on the uh, continuing topic of vortexes. Um, and we have a pretty good crowd here. I think we have about 10 people, maybe 11. And so that's a good start. Um, I'm going to ask if anyone wants to do the prayer. Going once. I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. Okay. I, Go ahead, I think Candy. Richardson got, got there first. Maybe, Candy, you might close it out. All right. Well. Or you can choose it between the two of you. Who wants to do the opening? I'll do it and can close out. I can close, I guess, maybe. Let's see. Oh, take a deep breath. So who's women? I, I'm not sure if, it's, if Richard said he'd do it twice, but then Candy, you said something and I couldn't hear you. It's okay, Candy, go ahead and do it. Richardson, you do it. Okay. Okay, Richard's okay. Gonna, Richardson's going to do the, do the prayer, and then I will introduce Joan. Okay. Jehovah, Father, Creator, Om, Mother, Creator, we are approaching in prayer this evening as a group for this OASB conference call. Um, we are approaching this subject, OASB, um, on Vortexia and the science of Vortexia and needles. We pray that we can all um, play our part. Hello? I think we lost him. Oh, wow. Um, that was a beautiful prayer, Richardson. And he must have hit the mute button. And, uh, or he, or, or his, his battery went, whatever. All right, well, um, I guess we'll start here. Um, kind of got thrown off here with that. So, Joan, are you ready to... Um, Yes, yes. All right, it is yours. You're on. Okay, thank you. Um, I I had a couple of announcements I wanted to make. One is that uh, the Hugh Rose book, I found a copy of that, and um, we've priced having it done at a local print shop, and we have had some other things done at Amazon Print on Demand, and they are so much cheaper. We're going to have Hugh's book print it up, it will be very nice with the cover um, uh, in, on Cosmogony. And we have, I have found another book by uh, a faithist who passed on in the 40s. Um, his name is John Harden. He had a group in the East. And, um, we got you back on. Joan's talking. We figured you got knocked off, so we just started okay. this. Conversation. Sorry, John. Okay, no problem. Uh, he has a very interesting book too. Uh, when we get the the Rose book printed, um, we'll look into printing the other one because it, it it gives a little bit different way of saying it, so that 
if you didn't understand it one way, you would have the other bit way to refer to. Um, the science is complicated, but um, I hope that we can break this down tonight. Um, I thought we'd spend just a little time this evening uh, reviewing some of the things we've talked about because Vortexia, you and I are made of Vortexia, did you know that? Everything is made of Vortexia. It's, um, it's the stuff that's out there. And of course, Vortexia is composed of positive and negative. Um, uh, electricity. And so we too are composed of positive and negative electricity. We're just, we're, our corporeal bodies are just made of the same stuff that everything else is made of. And we'll be talking more about that. Uh, light, heat, magnetism, electricity, these are all one and the same thing, um, which is the vortexian currents in different conditions. And um, we're going to be talking about light and heat and the needles tonight. And so we're going to start with a, an overview of, of Vortexia, just to kind of, in case somebody missed a session uh, or you didn't quite understand something, I'm going to do a, a quick overview of um, Vortexia. Uh, chapter 3 in Cosmogony is a place to look for information on atoms of corpore, how, are they, how they are dissolved in space, which is called ethy. When the ethy is put into motion, the motion becomes vortex, like a hurricane. And the motion is toward the center. You've seen the pictures probably on television. Of the eye of the the eye of the hurricane, all of the energy is going into the center of the hurricane. With Vortexia, since it's matter, it gets hot when it gets to the middle, and that's what our sun is. It's all the Vortexia energy flowing into it. <clears throat> Everything is energy in motion within the vortex. And the atoms of corporeal material are attracted to each other by the positive and negative energy of their atoms. Uh, if you've ever worked with a magnet, you know what I mean when I say this. There's a, there's a positive and a negative of a magnet. And the positive side attracts... And the negative side attracts, they both attract, and atoms are pulled together that are in harmony with each other, and atoms that are rocks or trees or animals all come together over thousands of years to make a planet, and the water, and the plants, and the food. And everything, that's how it's all, all made. 
So, um, and eventually, over countless years, vegetation, water, plant life, and animal life is created. And then a wasp begins the story of how the immortal soul comes to live within the animals that are on the planet that are all just made of corporeal matter. And that's the story of how when the angels come to our planet and have children with the animals, people who are living here, the Asu man, the immortal soul is passed into the to the infant and the Ihens were born. Prior to that, nothing had an immortal soul on our planet. And when conditions exist that the corporeal body ceases to have life, the spirit body just moves on into the spirit world. Now, um, let's see, I think... I have a transgress that I have found and been studying. It's called the Vortexian Theory. And I will make this available to anyone who is interested. All you have to do is let me know or let Michael or Peter know that you want a copy. It's um, three pages. And I'm going to read a little bit of it tonight, just a very few paragraphs. Um, because it states it states clearly, I think, what the vortex is all about and the needles. And um, my thinking is I'm going to send a copy of this to Peter and Michael, and if they think there's enough new material in it, um, we'll have this for our topic next month. Um, and Michael will post it. And if if uh, Peter and Michael don't think there's enough new material in it, then I'll send them something else. But we will have something posted for you next month. Um, this, uh, about two-thirds of the way down the first page, I'm going to start uh, reading. We are now familiar with the parallel between an atom whether it's in a solid, liquid, or gaseous state, being composed of a positive center with the negative particles rotating around it. Under the eye of science so long ago, under the eye of the seer, ooh, wait a minute, the all-solid world of matter has spread out into the world of vast speed and tiny, tiny molecules. The vortex is work without hands. And this kind of work is called in a waspy wark, W-A-R-K. 
which this paper says is an ancient word meaning a vortex. To illustrate this, this way of working without hands or creating, Jehovah has shown us the whirlwind and the um, whirlpool in the ocean. No one knows what sets these in motion, but once formed, they gather, the whirlwind gathers dust and bits of grass and weeds and carries it along, driving it by rotation into a dense mass. In just the same way, corporeal matter in space is gathered together and formed into worlds. Just a minute, I'm, I'm being sure now I've covered all that. Astronomers now agree that there is a rarefied substance which holds all the chemical substances of matter. They don't call it, they don't call it uh, ethy or, or vortexia or anything. Uh, I think... I do think I've run across the name they use, but I can't think what it is. Maybe one of you knows. At any rate, just as water drops evaporate into the air and are still present as water vapor, and it can be condensed and come into a visible form. Um, if you stir a solid substance like sugar or salt into water and watch it um, dissolve, eventually the water will become um, uh, milky. You can't see through it. And if you take if you take a liquid that has had water or sugar added to it and it's dissolved and put it in a centrifuge and whirl it around, the solid matter is flung out and all that's left is the clear water. If a great deal of water vapor is present in the air or if uh, we dissolve a deal of salt or sugar in water, it's the way clouds are formed. And um, again, the clouds are all part of, of this vortexian action, the clouds that we see. It's how the atoms of the water are pulled together, attracted to each other. Um, This is the Vortexian theory. Um, science hasn't proved it yet, so it's called a theory. But science does acknowledge the Vortexian theory. So we'll, just to keep ourselves on the right foot, we'll call it the Vortex, Vortexian theory also. So it's the world, all solid matter is made by constant, by uh, uh, concentration of 
material out of EC and by the whirling motion and the motion is inward and the forces drive the heavier matter toward the center and outside the solid part of our earth are lines oh our lines of currents of corporeal matter still in solution, which point downward towards the Earth's center and wave outwards like in space, like water reeds. So these lines of matter point down toward the earth, but they're not connected really at the other end to anything. And these currents become polarized when the earth faces the sun. So the side of the earth that is faced toward the sun, there is a magnetic action that causes these lines of material to straighten toward the sun and oh i was supposed to, i was going to ask all of you to get your waspies if you'll get your waspies i'll show you some pictures of this in a waspie i've got mine joan An online, uh, I, ca I can't give you uh, where to look on online versions, only on the book versions. The people that did the online versions changed all the numbers, and um, um, they put them in different books. And I was very frustrated yesterday when I was trying to, to um, get all this together and realize I couldn't use uh, the online, but if you go to um, Book of Cosmogony, at the very beginning of the Book of Cosmogony, there are um, there are some oh three or four pages in. There's some plates, and I want you to find plate fifty. In most awaspies, uh it's the second the second plate in the series that's in the middle of that book. Plate fifty. It's called a photosphere. Anybody yeah, find me it? Yeah, I found yes. it. I, I okay. Okay. It's in all of them, uh, as plate 50, I think. I think 50 is it's in all of the books at the same plate number. Online versions are different numbers, so I can't help you that way. If you look at this, you'll see the big capital B. I don't know why a capital B was used, but that's supposed to represent a planet. And they're showing how these lines of of 
matter when when that side of the earth points toward the sun they snap into straight lines and these are the needles now if you can you see the number two there up in the left hand side yeah you see those straight lines well that's the way the needles look uh, then if you look across the page you see another two and those also showing the needles and you see there's an outward limit of how far the action the magnetic action is uh, there is a limit it doesn't go on forever uh, with this with the straight lines of matter the little half crescents show as the earth is turning there's the beginning of dawn and then there's the darkness coming on that's what those crescents are trying to show you should you should take a look at this and think about it um, I have seen these needles this this is why I've been so interested to talk about the needles years ago I I'm sure most of you know that my husband and I lived for a year close to the Essenes of Cosman in Colorado and when we first moved there it was summertime and uh, Ray Slipman who was in charge he was called the M chief um, took us for a drive to show us around the countryside and we were very high in the Rockies um, we had left Montrose and we were driving up into the Rockies so I would imagine we were at least at 4,000, maybe 5,000 feet. And it was a beautiful, clear day. And I looked up at the sky and I saw these straight lines. It was like someone had taken a pen and a ruler and marked straight lines in the sky. I'd never seen anything like that before. And I told Ray what I was seeing. He says, those are the needles. Uh, he says you're the only other person one other person has seen them uh, it was a woman and I at the time I knew her name she was a trans medium well known among faiths. she'd been at uh, Salt Lake and she had been there at Montrose for a while and she had seen the needles and that's how he knew what I was talking about but they appear like straight lines drawn in the sky down from the sky all the way to the ground it's um, it's really kind of um, strange to see them because um, you wonder why some people can see them and some people can't but um, as long as that part of the earth is facing the sun these the needles snap into line and they make like a like an electric cord or telegraph wire and the sun the sun is the battery which charges the wire and sends this it's sending energy to earth this energy is called actinic energy 
meaning it has action. It produces the heat. That's what gives you the sunburn, is the atomic action of the needle. Um, if there's a tree in the way, you get shade, and that's because the needles are disrupted. They don't go any farther once they hit a solid mass. So the shade does not have the action of the needle. The shade is cool because there's no atonic action there. So that's why that's why shade is cooler. The air is still warm because the air is outside of this this uh, shaded area. But the the needles have been disrupted, have been stopped as soon as they reach an, a solid object and um they don't bring heat. So all this is in this trans address that I'm talking about. Um, there's quite a bit more here. Um, the heavier matter, of course, moves moves toward the sun, and uh, I'm going to go to the quotes that are in Watsby now about the needles. Um, Cosmogony and Prophecy is the book that has this. Uh, chapter one is very good. Chapter one has a lot of information on on uh, vortex. But after all, you know, everything is the vortex. Everything is made of vortexia, made from this motion. We've been made from this motion. Our bodies. The original Asu man on this planet, that's how they came to be here. So, um, cha chapter one, um, verse, verse 10, it starts, were the sun planet extinct, the master vortex would instantly make another sun as the lines of vortexia are in currents from the outer toward the interior. So, so do the solutions of corpor take the shape of needles, pointing toward the center, which condition of things is called light. And when these needles approach the center, or even the photosphere, the atonic action is called heat. And that's what gives you a sunburn. That's that's what uh, bleaches bleaches clothing, bleaches anything. Signs uh, you've seen signs that have been bleached. It's because of the atonic action of the needles. Verse thirty-five goes on to say, though a man see the light of the sun as he sees a horse in a field, yet there's no such thing as travel of light. In fact, nor is there any substance of light. But that which is called light is the corporeal needle in solution caused by lines of vortexia called needles. Uh, the flash that requires a certain time to polarize these needles, they call this the travel of light. 
And this is this is where they came up with this idea that light traveled. But this is in verse 35. When the flesh continueth, as in the case of the sun center, because that's what causes the sun to blaze, the needles remain poised from the sun center outward and may be compared, I hear, this is where I got the wires, compared to telegraph wires with the battery. There's a battery at the sun and a battery at the earth, so to speak. Uh, going on into chapter 3 of Cosmogony, it says, the half of the Earth's vortex, which faces toward the sun, is a concave lens to the Earth. A similar lens, but far larger, is at the sun's center. The faces of these two lenses, when they are facing toward each other, cause these needles to attract to each other and form the telegraph wires of, of energy to the earth. I see we already looked at looked at the straight line of um, the needles. It's just it's just amazing. I, I hope you get to see those someday because to see those you have to go someplace where the air is very pure. Um, this was fifties. Um, well, it was in the nineteen the early fifties was when I saw it. And in 70 years, you know how much our atmosphere has been messed up. Then I was in the high Rockies where the air is very pure and there's no industry there. Um, there were no clouds that day. That I'm sure that all contributed to my seeing it. Uh, I thought at the time maybe it was because it was a spiritual site uh, near where the Essenes were, but... Um, that's not true. The needles are all around the earth and all around the sun all the time. But when the the side of the earth that is facing the sun, there is this polarization of the needles and they snap together and they are evenly spaced because there is a rule. If you work with magnets, you know the magnetism only goes so far. So there's there's a there's a rule or law about how how far apart these lines of needles are spaced. I haven't found that in Waspy, but um, it may be in some of the other writings. Let's see. Um, Am I still looking at the quotes from the Waspy? Okay. Uh, now, the snowflake is related to the needles. As I understand what is written here, I may not understand this correctly, but the snowflake is one manifestation of the needle. It's done when the air is very, very cold in the wintertime. Um, I don't know. I don't think the needles have different shapes. 
But uh, it does say further on that when it is very cold, the needles form transparent, transparent needles, and they call them crystal needles. And they relate these to the snowflake. Um, but to return to the snow, now this is chapter, verse 15 of chapter 3. Return to the snowflake and to the needles of corpor. On a cloudy day, the solutions or needles are more or less in the, in the lines of vortexia. In a clear day, the needles are linear to the earth and fall on the photosphere, which is the lens. And this is the actinic energy. Um, you know, about, I've already mentioned about how things are bleached in the actinic energy. Verse 16 says, if, if a solution of iron is broken, if a piece of iron is broken, you get um, actinic action on it, which is called rust. And that's just actinic action. Um, wherever the vortexian current falls, Corpor is more or less damaged or dissolved or changed. Um, oxygen is inert. Um, they say it's oxidation that causes the rust on the iron. But um, oxygen really of its own self can't do anything. It has no energy to do anything. It's the it's the um, the energy within the needles that does it in the actinic acid. The belt in the atmosphere atmosphere where the needles come together is usually about four about four five six or seven hundred miles up, depending upon the temperature and the quality of the uh, Vortexia. And um, the distance upward is consistent, and all, all of the uh, needles will snap in at that particular distance from the earth on a particular day. Has to do with, um, I'm sure, the density of the, of the, Ethy and the temperature of the air. Okay, so that's all the that's all the quotes. Um, but the, the, if you just want to read one place, I would suggest chapter one. Uh, chapter three has one verse. Chapter 4 has four or five verses. 
but chapter one has quite a bit about it, and that's cosmogony. Yeah, the book okay. of cosmology and prophecy. So you. Does anybody have any questions at this point? Well, I have one question, and it may not relate, but when you know when it gets really hot and you can see the the heat vibrating, would that be a, fa a facet of vortexia? Well, that would be uh, that would be an action of the atenic action on the corporeal, like burning, like cooking it. You know, when you cook something, you see the steam rising. I would think that's what it was, Peter. Yeah, so that might. I don't be know. You know, understand? I, I'm no scientist. No, no, I'm just trying to. Just throwing this around so we we. We start thinking. This is, you know, this is the point here. We're not scientists. We're just investigating what Oasi is and, and discussing what. Yeah. And I think the other side of that might be what she said about the crystallization of the becoming, you know, seeing through it when it's cold. That would be the opposite of the fluctuation when it's hot. Uh huh. I mean, this is. These are. We're. We're. You know. We're assuming. We're. We're. Possibilities. Um, but I think I had mentioned some time ago that when even when Newton when they had the idea of gravity when he came up with the idea, he did say there was a, an invisible atinic force that he couldn't identify. He just knew what he called gravity had its opposite. So you could say the electromagnetic thing. So the gravity is the the stuff that pulls down the electric. The electric is kind of that to keep things separate kind of thing. Uh -huh. Interesting, the definition of, one of the definitions of love in the dictionary is attraction, just attraction. When something is drawn to it, that, that's a component that's right. of love, which is a higher, but it, at its grossest thing, it's just simply the power of attraction. Very true, very true indeed. So any, any uh, Well, I really don't have much more to say. Um, uh, Joan, I've already talked about shade, and um, also the other thing which influences the atonic action of the needles is um, the angle. And you notice in the the picture in Waspy, the crescent, how it shows. There's less activity at either end. One end would be like the the dawn, and the other end would be like sunset. Right. Oh, um, also in keeping with that, Joan. The sorry. The I say in keeping with the the needles. There's a place in cosmology uh, and, and prophecy where it's talking about the difference between day and night. In daytime, the needles are all lined up in rows, nice and nice and even. At uh -huh. nighttime, when the energy is being pulled up from the earth, it is like taking a box of pins and throwing them out in the table, and they're helter-skelter. Um, the needles are always there. It's just that the sun... The sun... Uh, the two the two lenses around 
one lens around the earth, one lens around the sun. And by the way, I didn't want to mention this. Science has now recognized these lenses are there. Um, uh, they're starting to, they call, if you, if you have a horizon visible at sunrise or sunset, if you look at the opposite direction, you'll see a line of um, dark darkness. Uh, here in the desert, it's a pale blue. I don't know if it's a pale blue everywhere. But it, it extends up from the earth for a ways. It, it's only just at sunset. Now, science calls this the shadow of the earth. Now, think about that for a minute. The shadow has to have something there or it couldn't reflect off of it. And that is that is the um, the ring around the earth. So you can see it. You look at the opposite side of the sunrise or the sunset. Uh, the science side I subscribe to has been talking a lot about that lately. Next time there's something on it, I'll, uh, I'll grab it and send it out on the internet for people. But they do, oh, and there was a, po a picture today, a photograph at the, on the site showing this ring around the moon, uh, the lens around the moon. It is there, and they had a picture of it, a photograph taken by one of the new satellites. So all these things are, are, being, are being discovered as our technology increases. And um, that's what's so amazing. Science is finally catching up to what a wasp told them in 1882. Let's see, how long did that take? 100 and <laughs> 140 years? Something like that. So um, I think that that pretty well covers. Well, I did want to say that um, the Earth tips back and forth. And that's what causes our seasons. Otherwise, we'd always be the same. It would always be the same all year round. But because the earth tips back and forth, we have seasons. And this is what allows um, crops to grow. Because uh, many crops have a, have a cycle where they grow, they produce their seeds, their fruit, and then they wither, and the seeds within the fruit are strewn about, and the vegetables, like beans, they scatter the beans about to make more beans before people gather beans to eat. Uh, nuts are that way. All fruit trees are like that. They the uh, There's a seasonal growth. And as fall comes on and it starts becoming cooler, the fruit ripens and falls to the ground. The seeds have the fruit to nurture and protect it. And these are where the trees come from for the next, the new trees for 
new growth. So everything is well planned um, on our earth, the tipping of the earth, the seasons, the heat and the warmth. It's all very well organized and planned. It's not arbitrary. It was all planned so that life could sustain itself and people who could learn of the Creator and ascend into the spiritual heavens would have food to eat. And so here we are. <laughs> We're at a wonderful time in our history because all, we see this all beginning to come together. And we see the prophecies in Waspi about how how um, governments are going to become not oriented toward the people. And a whole new race of young people are going to be born, and you can see them out there. That young woman from Scandinavia who's traveling around telling people about about the season uh, global warming, you've got to hand it to her. She's she's a very, very determined young woman. Well, these are the kind of young people that Cosman is bringing forth. So we can see all this happening now. And it's a wonderful time to be alive and see, although sometimes it's a little depressing with the negative side, but that's just part of it mm-hmm. right now. If, is there anything, anybody has any questions you want to talk about? It's a little after seven. We could talk for a few minutes. Well, I got one question. I got one question. I would think that the aura borealis has something to do with the needles. Now, I know it has something to do with the Botex. And have you uh, come across any information? I've seen it in your office, the aura borealis. That's Isor, isn't it? Isor, I think you're right. And I didn't do any research on that at all. That's a very good question. Um, Let me make a note of that. And I will look into that. As I understand it, it has to do with the position of the earth and this energy, which the science knows this energy comes to the earth. And at certain positions, um, they can predict when the, the lights are going to be visible, the, nor- the uh, northern lights, because uh, it happens at certain angles. And it must be caused, indeed, it must be caused by the by the needles in solution. But I didn't I didn't look for that at all. So I will do that. And we can talk about that in the future if I can find it. Because that's a good that's a good point. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. So anybody, any kind of questions? I know, I mean, it, there's a lot of material there, but just on thoughts about it. Anybody else want to? Have a comment. I'll jump in. I'll jump in. Okay. Jump in, Candy. Okay. Uh, it's very interesting that science is becoming popular, and and that there's so many wonderful YouTubes and 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 people are the physicists and and mathematicians are trying to explain things for the layman to to grasp and to understand what's going on and and the, the vast changes in the understanding of science in the last twenty years. Although I still feel like they're mainstream scientists that are doing all these YouTubes 
and uh, you know who work on the CERN project, but they said that they were very surprised that they thought they thought that the universe was sh- shrinking, and for them to have found out a few years ago that the universe is expanding. Mm. And and that it's just expanding and expanding, and they assume that someday it will need to shrink, but they have no evidence of this this theory. And and, and the second thing was they were surprised that they found out that that there's uh, more than one universe, that that the creator made a multiverse. And what does a wasp address this question of whether the, the universe is expanding or contracting? Well, the con- from what my understanding in in a wasp is, the creator says it speaks to a thing that he's always creating this dark matter and and, and uh, dark something else I can't remember now dark energy that seems to be kind of. Uh, for lack of a better word, the supplier of the materials that become the corporeal part of the comes corporeal things at some time. Um, that it's he's ex, he, it's expanding. See, I am for myself. I'm um, the creator is unity. The the concept. I think there's and again, this is conjecture that there's one universe or the creation is the unity of whatever is there and the multiverse may really be multi-dimensions in one unity of the creator again it's and that's a speculation on my part but there's two things disunity and unity the all person is the unity of the whole so if there is multiverses then the creator is the harmonizing, unifying element in, throughout all the verses. If it's dimensional, that can be reflected back into, like the multi-vision, you know, the, some of the stories with multi-vision, multi, uh, multi-universe is, you know, you've got your counterpart in the other universe. But it also so, might... Know, on the TED Talk, there... They're shorter, but but then there's this one. Uh, I give you the exact title of it: uh, the Great Debate, Parallel Realities, and uh, and I was kind of surprised because I haven't finished listening to all of this, but uh, part one and part two. But they seem to think that uh, parallel realities is another way of saying multiverses. And to me, a parallel reality uh, would would mean there would be two candies. There'd be a dozen candies, and 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 yet these scientists didn't seem to be talking about a parallel uh, universe. They they were talking about multiverses that were na- were were completely separated from us, and so. But it's so strange to think about, you know, there being another candy. Uh, and so it's just uh, but a, lo- a lot of ideas that are out there. Right. And I, I guess and here, this is where, and again, the, the OWASB is not, you know, the all in all. 
but then I think this is where, at least for us as, as Owaspians, not draw the line and say this is that and this isn't that, but um, there's really no kind of hint of that. There are different densities. There's also the speaking of the highest, the highest in, in uh, the Zarathustra part, uh, it's talking about the creation, and it says the highest place is the, the place of um, all possibilities. Now, for us, I think uh, the place of all possibilities down, downgraded to the human consciousness is what we call imagination. So in the creator's concept of all possibilities, there may be thousands and thousands of possibilities on that level that have not manifested down to this level of what could be the scenario in the finalization, in the finished product, through the corporalization and then rising back. Again, theory, just theory. Um, and it's also interesting that I don't think I've ever heard the term dimension mentioned in Oasi. They've mentioned the densities. And it may be a different way of looking at the same thing or different terminology. Um, and I've always wondered about that. It's, um, so I think we're discovering, though a universe of multi-universes without the unifying thing would more or less imply chaos. For us, we're talking about a creator who is the center and circumference of everything. So I I tread carefully with the the idea of multiverses without the understanding of the central and abiding unity of it. Any it's saying that all Oh, are you through, Peter? I'm through. I have any just any thoughts on that or uh, The thing that I find so fascinating about all this is that Awasby was published in 1882 when Christianity proclaimed that the earth was the only place that God had created in seven days. And... Um, Awaspi gave the explanation of how planets came to be created and tells the story of hundreds of thousands of planets and travel between these planets that takes years in in speed in ships that travel the speed of light. Um to me, it's just, it's just, um, <laughs> it boggles my mind because um, the more science discovers, the more Christianity falls away because it does not address or explain creation. Mm -hmm. And this is a major criticism of Christianity is that God created the world in seven days, and um, uh, that we're the only that this earth was the only thing there, and that's far from it. Um, did anyone get on? I heard the ding. I think somebody was knocked off and maybe came back. Okay. Um, also, the um, 
what they were talking about, these different states, may be a perception of the different spiritual worlds. You know, one of the things Owasi says in some of the Hindu stuff, that space is full. I mean, it, it all through what we call empty space has densities after densities to go into. And it may be more a feeling of what's in the 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 incorporeal realms or less or less corporeal realms as we're getting more and more into the the higher uh, uh, exalted Ethereum reality. Well, you know, the Milky Way is only our galaxy, and um, there are. Thousands of galaxies, millions of miles scattered all over creation. And um, it may be a confusion in terms uh, between galaxies and solar systems and um, all of that. But I agree with you, Peter, when you say there has to be the unity, because yep. that's what Awasi is telling us. I mean, it's the unity of the whole. Right. And again, if you look, if you look at a galaxy pictorially, if we're looking at it, it is an island of energy unto itself, and there's a lot of empty, seemingly empty space around it. So. One could say that each galaxy, using a different terminology, is a universe. It's one. Well, all the stars we all the stars we see are part of part of our galaxy. We don't we can't see beyond our own galaxy without a telescope. Yeah, when we see the telescope, when we're looking out into space, we look at the other galaxies, and they they're islands. Now they also I saw this science program some years ago at my son's house and they're postulating now that all these little and they're not little but i'm using this in the terms for this explanation these little galaxies are also within a grand galaxy which is in a grander galaxy most likely so again it's terminology how people have said things um how, what they mean uh, you know, in some books, the term soul is what people use for spirit in other books and vice versa. So, again, we have to figure on, on the writing, how it's saying, what it may be referencing in reality to at least our understanding by way of Oaspi. In Oaspi, the soul is that piece of us that connects us to the creator. And then as our spirit is connected Yes, to the creator, but it is our unique individuality. In another, in some other writing, it would be said the opposite way. Hmm. So the point is which the part that's referring in in another material to that which connects to the creator is in essence the same thing, though being though the terms are changed around. In ancient Egypt, the ka was the spirit that looked like the person, the corporeal person, and the ba was in the soul. In some of the Vudishanists, Vudonic African religions, it's the opposite. The, the ba is that part that is spirit, and, the, and they use the word ka, refers to what we would refer 
or what the Egyptians referred to the soul. So that in different just so that's just an example of what I was saying of how things mean the same thing, but the different words to say what the essence of what they're talking about, which of course makes everything even more confusing. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is Vernon. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Um, I can hear you. Now. I'm hearing all that has been heard. First question I'm going to ask, when a volcano erupts and it splatters its hot heatness on the earth, and when that heat is dry and it forms life, planet life, plants life, and things of that thing. That's a part of the uh, uh, Voltexia? Hmm. Good question. Do we have an answer? I don't know. Anybody? Have to think about that one. I mean, there's motion obviously uh, happening in the, the Earth. The, the, uh, the lava that is generated within the Earth, of course, and it's because the the denser material is pressed into the earth. That's what causes the the uh, heat. That's what these articles say. The pressure of um, the makeup of of the interior of the planet is such that um, the sun actually is in constant explosion. And that's the result of the vortexia. So I I would think you, you're probably right on target. Uh, Vernon was saying that it is an action of vortexia. Yeah, it would seem to me logical. It's, but it's, I, it's being pushed by, together by a current of some sort. Yes, by, by the energy and just the makeup of that particular part of the of the earth is such that um, it responds to the vortexia um, and gets hot and has to do something. And well, that's what causes it to erupt. And Joan, as you said, uh, pointing out the pictures in, in Owaspi, and I think also, to, I mean, in the Safford, but also in the Book of Ben, vortexia takes on a variety of different shapes. So the vortex yeah. you're working in the earth to create a volcano is a different shaped vortexia than than one that might be forming or to create something around the planet or like a like a tornado or something. So there's there's it it's not just one type, not one and we're not just one density of these vortexes. Yeah, I'll I'll start looking for um, this particular uh, trans address is part of a series of I don't know how many uh, they're called the the prona pronos p-r-o-n-a-o-s and their instructions about the world and um, this is number six this is called Vortexian Theory. I have not read all of them, 
uh, I'm just getting into that, and there may be more that will give us more information. I don't know that there's two series of these, and I don't know that that um, Gwen had them all or gave them all to me. I know I have the first ten, and then I notice in some of them it's called Book Two, Pranos, and uh, as I say, I I really I'm reading all the trans addresses as I as I enter them in our our index and put them put them in uh, acid free containers to preserve them for the future. But I haven't I haven't gotten into the pronos. This is the first one I've gotten into. All right. Was, well, this is Vernon again. Um, I've heard uh, and I read in the Awasti that both universe, the physical and the spiritual, is endless. Endless. And when I read endless, meaning there is no end to the universe of both worlds. So, because it backs it up also when it says he creates suns with an S, moons with an S, worlds with an S. Mm. So, if it's worlds without end, the unseen world, and plus the physical worlds, that uh, if we go back to the book of Jehovah, uh, I think it's in chapter 4, I believe when it was talking about when the creator said, come and see this new world that I created. And the angels came and reformed with this because uh, I believe that now I have studied about the seventh garden. And we are in the seventh garden, which uh, is a deep thought. And I've got to go back to my study, the 144,000 years of creation. Now we're in 144,000 years of inhabitation, which we're in the 72 mark of man. And they got another 72,000 years to go. Then there's a buriedness when things, when all the resources of uh, the planet cannot produce, and then they become dead. Uh, 144,000 years, and then it reproduced again. So what I'm trying to say is that it's like 2019, which we are in this time, that came seven times, and it's repeated history uh, right now, but it's just different souls that is on the earth, but the same humanity on this earth is repeated history and from my understanding that other worlds, some worlds are advanced above us and some worlds, people who's on the earth are not advanced as us. So, but the thing, the point that I'm saying when I say the universe, uh, the whole space or whatever you want to call it, is endless, both physical and Spiritual. I mean, that's my opinion. That's what I see. There's a point in there. In Einstein's 
MC squared, basically energy to matter, matter to energy going back and forth. So that we have three worlds that are talked about in OASP, the corporeal world, and I'm using world here not as to mean one planet, the all corporeality. We have the atmospheric world, and we have the ethereal world. The, at the corporeal world, in one sense, is endless, but part of its endlessness is the beginning of end, the beginning, middle, and end of planets going back in, into dissolution and coming back. So it, it balances out. And if you, one of the interpretations could be could be made with the idea of the cross is that the um, uh, oh come on, you know when it goes across, what's the right word when it's on the plane of, um, you have the vertical and horizontal. The horizontal line speaks in one sense to continuous creation and dissolution of matter. It, it is forever, but the pieces in it aren't forever. They have min, beginning, middles, and end. You have Etheria where the creator, though in Ethereum, is creating and creating, but once you get to Ethereum, it's certainly the most lasting. You have atmosphere, which in one way is a kind of vortexian realm between this matter, and I'm going to use the word from my own head to, to make a difference, the, ma the matter of the corporeal existence and the matter or the the existence or substance of ethereal, which I'm going to use the word antimatter. And in the middle, you have atmosphere, which is described as not really being solid. It can be it, like the, the plateaus when the agi come to get pushed down on the earth. It's much more malleable. So it's, in using a Star Trek kind of thing, it is the it is the energy that keeps matter and antimatter from colliding. And I saw this scientific program where they were describing, at least theoretically, that in the beginning of this creation, if any beginning, but for the sake of our kind of corporeal understanding, when they talk about the Big Bang or the beginning, there seemed to be, a, theoretically, a fight between matter and antimatter being the dominant. And I'm thinking that that might really mean in the beginning, this beginning of when the creator created and created the heavenly Ethereum world and, and its place and this one in its place and atmosphere in its middle, theoretically. Um, so the, the, the nebula, the nebulous, the atmosphere is that in between. And it's sort of like with our bodies. You have the head is fire, the chest and so forth is is air, some say air and water, and the physical matter, the lower part of the body. Um, so it's kind of, for me, it's kind of interesting. So I think, to me, that what you were saying backs up. It's, it's the continuation of making that figure eight of going from matter to, to non-matter to energy back and forth. And it's a continual expanding reality and it and it it produces itself in that sense does this make any sense to anybody yes i i would like to jump in here um jim Drummond 
was very hung up on this idea that there were seven gardens. And Awasti um, is very, very clear. I don't have the quotes in hand, but I can get them. It's very, very clear that there is only one crop of humans brought forth on the earth, and the earth goes into dissolution. Um, there are not seven gardens of people brought forth on the earth. It has to do with the temperature, which is gradually cooling, which goes along with the Vortexian theory. And maybe we could do, maybe that's something that would be an interesting a science discussion because I can I can show the quotes in Owaspi that explain Cosman is halfway through the cycle of life on Earth and and uh, half it marks the halfway point and it gets much much better much much more spiritual and then the earth has been cooling and cooling and cooling and species can't propagate, um, vegetation dies, there's no food, and the earth will become barren. There's no way the earth can come back to life again and make another garden. It goes into dissolution. A wasp is very clear on that. I, I really respect Jim Denon and his work. I knew Jim. Jim didn't live very far from um, where I grew up in Oregon. And uh, I knew Jim. And I have great respect for his work, but he was way off on this business of the Seven Gardens. I think and uh, it's very easy to show. And um, at some point, we would need to send out some charts and things, but we could do that. Maybe sometime in the future, in a few months, I can get this stuff together and I can I can do a talk on uh, showing that it's impossible for there to be. Well, it's, I think just, I, I can see that too. To kind of to kind of follow up with that, I think we're in the seventh era. Yes, that's a whole different thing. But in that one part of Owasi where it shows about near the end of the earth when the when the we get the, the the great serpent changes in the way it is, and there's this explosion of light, and the planet's gone. In that same section, it says, when that happens, then another world might be. And I think I would say might, but the way it's written is another world would be created in that spot, like you were talking about, Joan, about the vortex yeah. that builds it up, but it's not this world. But I think I think in essence. Vernon was really saying that. So there may have been other worlds in that spot that we're in, perhaps. I mean, I don't know. Um, and that's happened. Then they also say that comets come into a solar system and become worlds and get caught up in the vortex and then build up into a planet. So there's, there's a lot of material and questions we still don't understand. Um, and maybe yeah. spirits from a, a world where they had to take the spirits off of a planet that had been dissolved were brought here. Um, that's possible. And then you, this, I, I can't find it now. Maybe I misread, but I thought I read either in OSB or in one of the, the footnotes 
in the book, that the creator plans for thousands of years before. So we have the the evidence of these hominid, hominid men, more than apes and less than we are, before the the Asu man uh, that Owasi is talking about. We have them through the world. These and in the Kabbalistic world writings, it talks about and they use it in terms of kings and kingdoms that were basically imbalanced and weren't and could not sustain. So that could mean the hominids that existed before an Asu, and this is my own theory here, Asu was like the the quintessence of the hominids that could be used for the angels to mate with and produce immortal beings who would become immortal. Because the creator is perfecting and building and building, and it's a slow process. It's it's eons of time to do these things. So that that's a theory. So any any thoughts on that? Well, this is Vernon again. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm correct, but I'm looking at the time of the climate change of the dinosaurs. Uh, uh, not existing because of the changes of the uh, earth. Um, and now man is not going to exist for so long anyway on this earth. Then there's that buryness, and then there's the death part. And when I look at the death part, I'm thinking about Mars, Jupiter, and all that. So, um, is it possible for to replenish again? It can be. But um, the thought that I come with is that uh, to everything that he created physically, there's a beginning and there is an end. Right. Uh, even the sun that we have. But how many years that it applies, I don't know. Just like the tree. A big tree can live for thousands and thousands of years, and then it get old and it dies. It's the time frame of that. Right. I, mean, I think it's in the so the four the four stages: the beginning, the the uh, the uh, uh, adolescence of it, and then the adult age of it, and then the old age of it, and then it dies. So, yeah, I think, again, we get into the semantics of words. What does a garden really mean? The same kind of, from what Joan's saying, from what you're saying, what we say, era. All the physical, every, the whole physical universe goes through the same beginning, middle, end, with all this little extras in the middle there. Um, and it's it goes. I, I was talking to a friend of mine last night, and, of course, it, it really... Uh, it's not a comfortable feeling, and I hadn't really said it this way. But she said, you know, we're uh, we're in our ages of dotage. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess we are. <laughs> and that's what we tell you, know, dotage and then adieu, bye-bye. Um, so um, all the worlds go through that. So, again, when, you know, again, when we use the word, if we say the word man, we can mean the individual or we mean the species, male and female. And there's a thing in the regular Bible I remember reading. It said, all dry land is earth. Well, the moon is dry land, 
So it is earth from this. Mars is dry land, so it is earth, meaning a substance that you can walk on and have solidness. So in these writings, even in philosophy, it talks about it. It talks about when the the prophet when the prophets were talking about the sun, and they say the sun in the singularity, Bawasi is also talking about there are four sun worlds or planets that are connected with the sun, they talk about in cosmology. So the if I say, and I'm knowledgeable of those worlds, I'll still say the sun. I don't say the sun and the sun worlds. I just say the sun. But I know it's there. So even in astrology, we say, well, Mars does this. Jupiter's influence, but it's not Mars or Jupiter because they're just signposts for the energy that's coming through or how the creator's energy is acting at that point in time, that angle, whatever, through that, that corporeal piece of furniture in a way. And I agree I agree with you saying. I ain't got no problem with that. No, it's just Maybe. how to figure out language and terminologies yeah. and how to not get no, oh no, it must be this word because we don't. We, words have been used in different words, and even Owaspi says it, and other mystical things. Language is so, human language is so limited. So when you're in the spirit world, when people say words and concepts, they there's more to them than what we have when we say them, and there's an understanding. And, and, and I agree. Like, I agree with that, but and the, in the thought, the yeah. thought that I had, the thought that I had, it didn't come out partially out of West Owasco. It's just the part of my thinking, which uh, we all have a title of an opinion. Uh, what, what we're talking about right now is basically uh, of an opinion in certain right. matters, matter of fact, but most. Most likely, it will be revealed to us sooner or later if it's not here in the next world. So, right. I mean, you know, so it's just that. When and and when we this, become uh, Oatens and be able to create worlds and vortexes, <laughs> we'll know how to do it. But right now, we don't even understand it. So, to, to that extent. But please, anybody else? Um, Wendy, are you still with us? Wendy? Hello? Uh, Alicia Bob? I don't know if we lost them. Alicia Bob? No. Yeah, Michael? Wait, hello? Is here. Hi. Any, any comments on this? Any thoughts that you might want to share on the subject? No, I don't have any thoughts on the subject. It's new to me, so I'm listening and learning. Okay, good. Um, I think I talked to Wendy, just a quick aside here, and she's working and so am I working on trying to do the paperwork for getting the OASPI recorded uh, through NLS. Uh, from what I understand, it's going to take some time and we have to really prove our point, but we're on it. As best we can at this point. And anyway, um, Dabra, any any comment? Mm, 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 mm. No, no. 
Okay. I'm just going down the line here. Um, Richardson? Richardson, you still on? Hello? Yeah. Are you, any any comments? Um, not really. I'm just following up on the conversation. Okay. Um, Michael? Oh, I would like to uh, say that I think it's a good idea to maybe we should in the future talk about uh, this subject about gardens, the opiate age, and all that. Um, it sound interesting. Right. Because uh, I think a lot of a lot of people uh, are listening to. I think Sila uh, Shalom. He's also into Denim's theory, and I think he talks about that a lot in his videos. And I would, you know, I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I'm just saying that be good to hear a different point of view. Right. And, and you know, I think into us, is, is, as consciousness expands, sometimes it expands in some ways quicker than our understanding. So we get concepts of gardens, and the concept of a garden, for if, if Owaspi, if I'm understanding Owaspi correct, or nearly in some way correct, it says every corporeal world goes through the same course of events you know to it has the same script it may have different components in that script but what is described in the travel of the of a planet of our planet from the time of the pop, populating it with um potentially immortal beings has those cycles are repeated in every corporeal world travel. So the term garden, as our consciousness expands to understanding that a world means this, the term world can mean a galaxy. So there, we're, the garden that gets confused in our mind concept may have been a garden on a, another corporeal world in another part of this galaxy. Mm. Because what I'm saying is that we're expanding and touching the creator more and the creator, in the mind of the creator, all this knowledge is there. The more we become one with the creator or expand our consciousness to some angelic level, the more information is there. And just like in a classroom, you may take a course and there's all kinds of information being thrown at you in a course. And at first it's very confusing and we may have the facts confused, but the knowledge is coming through. That's what uh, I'm saying. Mm. This is Vernon. Uh, yeah, I heard Selah Shalom theory on the same part. But what I'm saying is that I was just putting it out there. Uh, it could be and it could not be. That's, that's for, as far as me, you know, because uh, I, you know, I know there's four sides to any physical thing that he created. The beginning. The adult stage, uh, adolescent stage, the adult stage, and then it died. But come back again, uh, that was a thought that came because I heard it. And um, so, uh, like I said, this is where the part of 
uh, uh, what you want to call uh, uh, self-thinking or what you want to right. call it, your opinion. So, but uh, I believe that all we're going to be revealed. It's not going to stop getting to the resurrection. But uh, <laughs> unless I be taught different to get into a higher level. Right. Um, so I'm listening to what you're saying, Peter. And then I have, and I'm listening to that part. So when I pray about it, next, eventually I may ha- I end up getting the answer like I always right. do, one way or another, in my own time. Because this is where the thinking can become right. your own level of how you see things, and then they say, you know, you know, like we do, we saw things one way. And the next thing, the most high shows them a way of, right, of a, of another thing. And in one way, there's a truth. Our truth, again, if you see an accident and you're on one corner uh, and I'm on another corner, Jones on another corner, Deborah's on, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Our truth is going to be our truth, but it's not going to be the actuality of the whole deal. Okay. It's our right. per- perception and understanding at at that time and space the other part that we've talked on these calls, and I'm going to go back to that, is that this is the dawn of cosmic. Dawn light does not reveal anywhere near midday light or even earlier, later on morning light. So we're just scratching the surfaces, and we have enough light to not totally stumble and knock into each other, but it's dawn's light. And now we're coming to this this dan, which may be more like to early morning opposed to dawn light. I agree. So we're going a little bit further into the understanding of these things. Um, I agree. Ever learning. That's why I tell people ever learning the television journey, not just here, and then in a, even in the afterlife of here. Everybody right. learning the journey. That's why I said the highest angels don't know the entirety of the creator. And um, I'm going to, uh, Izor, um, let me ask you. Uh, any thoughts on this? Any feedback you want to give? Uh, there's, there's one thing I want to uh, talk about. In the Rossi, I always wondered about this. And it says um, in cosmology, prophecy on and page, not page, but figure number seven. It has a figure here of a vortex ometer. Have anybody ever uh, experimented with a vortex ometer and find out what it does or what it has done? Or any, or any writings about that? I find it very fascinating. Hmm. That's a good question. I personally don't have a clue about it. Peter, I, it was very uh, echoey for me. What was it um, Izor said? Uh, uh, Izor, say it again to me, and I'll, I'll relate it to to Joan. Okay, and what? the Book of Cosmology and, and the Prophecy, actually page 581. 581, Joan. Figure number seven. It has a figure or picture of a Votex-O-Meter. Votex-Meter, Votex-O-Meter. There's a picture there, and it's some sort of meter to measure something, and it's number seven. 
right? Number seven, Isor? Yeah, figure seven on page uh, 581. In cosmology. What what chapter? Mm-hmm. What's the chapter? It's all all pages. All, all, all figures. Where all the uh, illustrations are. The illustrations, Joe. Right. I th- I know what 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 me, but I have never figured it out, and I didn't. I've never really contemplated it to any. I I I don't understand where this is. It's in cosmology. It's playing where yes. all the pictures Kevin. are in cos. It is cosmology you're talking about, Ida, Isa, right? Plate number fifty-seven. It's at the beginning of the cosmogony, where all the where the pages are. Where all the pictures are. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like three pages after the what we were just discussing about so far. It's symbols that they. It's a meter, like a measuring device of some sort. I'm going through it here now. I don't. I. I just can't seem to see it. I'm trying to find cosmology here. I'm looking. Hold on. I'm still looking. Oh, oh, oh! I see it here. Yeah. I see it. Uh, you know, there was a man, a scientist, a Zia, encountered someplace. He's he's passed away. Who built um, who built one of these, <clears throat> and it worked. Really? Wow. And he passed away. He passed away shortly after Zia had run across him, and um, she tried to um, be able to go and buy some of his devices and. It, she tried all kinds of things and wasn't able to do it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he he did build a, a vortexometer. I guess it's supposed to measure vortexes yeah, yeah. or something. Joan, is it supposed to measure them or what? I haven't got a clue. I'd have to read it, and I haven't read that. I haven't paid any attention to it. I think it's a I know at the time Zia and I talked about it, but um because I would love to have you know had it. But um Well, it'll probably when they're ready to give it to us again <laughs> they'll give it to us. Um so we're at 751 any any uh, more discussion I think I'm going to have to go I have to I wake up at 3 between 3 and 4 in the morning okay. and I I've got to get to bed <laughs> uh, Joan check I sent that off my address Thank you address, so it Thank you very much appreciate let it Let me know if it didn't come through Okay good night everybody Good night Good night Good night, good night, good night, good night. So um folks I think We've had a good discussion. Anybody want to bring some more into this before we close out? I'd just like to say it was very interesting. You know, it's a lot of material. The science is sometimes daunting. Um, also, Joan forgot to mention, you know, we talk about walk. They talk walk. But one of the spellings of, of the vortexes is a walk. It's also like our work, W-O-O-R-K. And my wordplay, I thought it was interesting because the, the
the vortex is working on spinning around, so it's work. So work, walk, uh, and so forth. Um, so that's just my own little analogy, and I do that with. Uh, I always found it was interesting that the word job and job were the same one, same word. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go get a job, or am I gonna go get a job? <laughs> you and your words, Peter. Well, to a lot of people who go to work, it's like I, I'm suffering. So yeah, it's Joe. Yeah, there's Joe. So anyway, uh, Candy, you still want to do the closing out prayer? Is Candy still on? Hello. Candy. I guess we lost her. All right, guys, um, everybody. Um, any takers for the closing prayer? All righty. Uh, do I see fingers pointing at me? I'd like to point them back. But... <laughs> well, I guess it's going to be you, uh, 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 Peter. Okay, you don't want to do it, Wendy. Be the lady who closes this out. I'm I'm just going to try for a little bit later, while here to see if I can. But okay, remember though, folks, just what Owasabi says: a prayer doesn't have to be complicated. A prayer from the heart could be a couple of words, if heartfelt. So, I, I guess what I'm saying: I'm trying to get people to be comfortable with praying and making a prayer because. It's no I'll pray. Uh, Since I I'm, got cut off earlier, I don't mind praying tonight. Oh, okay. Okay, well, Wendy, are you ready to? There's a volunteer. All right. If Wendy want to pray, I'll, I'll let her pray. Oh, no, that, you, go, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, you I, Wendy, I, Wendy, I feel that you, you're actually pushing him to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Richardson, brother. It's yours. Okay. We pray. Jehovah, Omna, Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father, Benevolent One that created us all. Um, we are approaching prayer tonight to thank you for this OASPI conference call that we had tonight. It was a wonderful conversation, and we had a few lessons. We learned a few things. And we pray that we can put everything that we learn into consideration to appreciate your universe and the earth, um, the corporeal earth, the atmosphere and etheria that you created for us to observe and to learn from. We pray that we can continue to grow, learn and experience in the physical form as we continue to ascend in your resurrections while we're still alive in the flesh. We pray, Jehovah, for infinity to continue to greet us. In your name we pray that we can all sleep well tonight to wake up another day. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, I'm going to turn off the recording. And formally to everybody and anybody who's listening, wish a good night and many blessings, wisdom, love, and power, and the keeping on, keeping on. Same to you, Peter. Ditto. Ditto. Right back to there. May the needles.